Welcome to Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate, an informative and engaging hour discussing everything you need to know about the world of real estate in Adelaide and around the country. Your host, Ron Fiedler, will provide you with insight and guidance from real estate experts on how to buy, sell, finance and invest in real estate and much more. Now sit back and relax with your host for Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate, Ron Fiedler. Hello and welcome. I am Ron Fiedler, your host, and you're listening to Talking Real Estate on Radio Italia Uno's 87.6 FM. I am joined in the studio by our co-producer, Karen Fiedler, who is filming us on Facebook Live. Now, let's find out what's happening on today's program. On today's show in Real Estate News, we will report on why South Australian house prices are going viral and we will find out about the news from this week's Reserve Bank of Australia's monthly board meeting. We'll look at the auction numbers from last weekend and in the Italian property report, Idealista is reporting about the best places to retire in Italy and the property of the week is an idyllic villa with sea views in Sardinia. In our weekly interview, we find out about why you may want to consider investing in commercial properties when we speak with Charles Clemetti from LJ Hooker St. Peter's. We head over to Mobbury for our open homes and upcoming auctions. And as always, we'll bring you Karen's Open Home of the Week. Don't forget, if you wish to contact us during the show, you can on WhatsApp. The number is 0412 433 411. Now it's time to bring you Adelaide's only independent real estate radio show, Talking Real Estate. All information provided on Talking Real Estate has been obtained from sources we believe to be accurate and correct at time of broadcasting. However, we cannot guarantee the information accuracy and we accept no liability for any errors or omissions. Interested parties should make their own inquiries and obtain their own legal advice. In real estate news this week, the advertiser's Tom Bowden is reporting on SA house prices go viral. Adelaide's real estate market is defying the coronavirus pandemic, recording robust quarterly price growth that has propelled the metropolitan medium house value to almost $500,000. The last valuer general's figure shows Adelaide metropolitan house values over the past three months rose by 3.14% and is up 4.12% over the past year to $492,500. Statewide, the medium house value climbed by 0.69% over the past quarter and is up 2.65% over the past 12 months to $435,000. The figures revealed three outstanding city suburbs, Subbenton Park, Norwood and Seaford, which have particularly strong in the face of the coronavirus. Of suburbs that have recorded at least 10 sales for the September quarter, both this year and last year, these three have experienced medium value growth of more than 20%. Summerton Park in particular recorded a home value increase of 41.67% to a medium value of $1.275 million. 
City Apartments also performed strongly, up 2.88% for the quarter and 9.74% for the year to a medium of $535,000. And regional South Australia, despite dropping 2.16% for the quarter, recorded some solid average annual growth of 2.64%. There were also more house sales overall, 5,554 this quarter compared to 4,821 last quarter and 5,028 for 2019's third quarter. Real Estate Institute of South Australia President Victor Velgush said despite the border COVID-led market slowdown, SA property was outstripping expectations. This creates a great scent of optimism for the South Australia market moving forward he said it demonstrates significant resilience against the economic headwinds of COVID. Regionally, Barry was the top performer with values up 1.21% for the quarter and 53.37% for the year to a medium of $250,000. Harcourt's Packham's agent Annie Need says the market, particularly Summerton Park, has been performing strongly. She said she has also seen strong interstate and expatriation interest in SA homes. Colin and Helen Road just sold their Subberton Park home within three days of it hitting the market. The Esplanade property had seven offers. Prices have really skyrocketed here, said Mr Rowe, who brought the home back in 2002. We love this area and that's why we're just moving down the road to Gunnell. Moving here was the best decision we ever made. The Reserve Bank of Australia met on Tuesday the 3rd of November for their monthly board meeting where the Governor, Philip Lowe, announced the slashing of its official cash rate to a new historic low of 0.1% as it desperately tries to prop up the Australian economy that has been smashed by the coronavirus. And that is your real estate news for this week. And now on Radio Italia Uno, talking real estate... The Weekly Snapshot, the week that was in real estate from Adelaide and around the country. This week in the Weekly Snapshot, CoreLogic is reporting for the 2nd of November 2020 that there were 1,757 homes taken to auction across the combined capital cities this week, up from 1,000. 427 over the previous week and 1,555 this time last year. Of the 1,433 results collected so far, 77% were successful, which is the highest preliminary clearance rate recorded since the week ending the 1st of March. Last week, a preliminary clearance rate of 76.2% was recorded across the combined capitals, revising down to 66.9% at final figures. This time last year, 68% of reported auctions were successful. Across the smaller cities, Canberra recorded the highest preliminary clearance rate of 81.7%, followed by Adelaide. 
In our home state of South Australia, our clearance rate was 77.2%, with a total of 92 auctions, with 92 being reported. Adelaide had 13 properties sold prior to auction, 46 properties sold at auction, 4 properties sold after auction, with 26 properties passed in, and 3 withdrawn from auction. So we had 63 properties cleared by the auction process and 29 uncleared auctions. There were 462 non-auction private treaty sales this week. The other states reported clearance rates as follows. Brisbane had a clearance rate of 60.3%, Canberra had 81.7%, Melbourne 75.8%, Perth 55.6%, Sydney's clearance rate was 79.6% and Tasmania just had the one reported auction that was passed in. In Adelaide, the top house that sold this week was a three-bed, two-bath, two-car property on 815 square metres of land at Holsley Road, Henley Beach that sold for $1,290,000 and a three-bed, three-bath, two-car unit on 256 square metres of land at Collie Terrace Gnelled that sold for $955,000. Now you're up to date with this week's Snapshot. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors with the Italian Property Report. Let's find out what's happening on the weekend with this week's auctions and open homes. On our open homes and upcoming auctions this week, we are looking at the suburb of Modbury. The size of Mobbury is approximately 3.3 square kilometres. It has 13 parks covering nearly 9.2% of the total area. It's in the Tea Tree Gully Council area and is about 13 kilometres from the Adelaide CBD. The population of Mobbury is over 5,000 people. The predominant age group in Mobbury is 30 to 39 years and households in Mobbury are primarily um, childless couples and are likely to be repaying $1,400 to $1,799 per month on mortgage repayments. In general, people in Mobbury work in a professional occupation and 69% of people are owner-occupiers uh, compared to 31 percent of people who are renting. The medium property prices over the last year range from 410500 for houses to 268000 for units. If you are looking for an investment property, consider houses in Mobbury rent out for $333 per week with an annual rental yield of 4.6% and units rent out for about $300 per week with a rental yield of 5.8%. Based on five years of sales, Mobbury has seen a compound growth rate of 4.1% for houses and 0.9% for units. Now that we've had a look at the statistics of the suburb of Mobbury, let's have a look at what open homes and upcoming auctions are on this week. And let's see what Karen has installed for us. Let's find out what Karen picked as the open home of the week. 
Hi everyone, Karen here to bring you my open home of the week segment. Now after viewing the properties Ron, the one that stood out for me was 27 Appley Drive, Modbury and it has three bedrooms, two bathrooms, two car spaces on a 950 square metres of land. Now the thing that I liked about this home was how they had three spacious double sized bedrooms and a separate study with crisp floating floorboards and a handy study nook with a built-in desk. They also had an open plan kitchen and dining room area which opened onto a large lush gardens with a boardwalk leading to a family swimming pool and I loved how they had a separate entertaining area and they also had two wonderful sized bathrooms with black and grey shiny tiles. Now it it suited to a cashed up tradie and the agency marketing in the property is Ray White Norwood. The property will be going to auction Sunday the 15th of November at 3.15pm and it is open for inspection today between 3.30 to 4. So all the property information can be found on our Facebook page at Talking Real Estate. There is also another two properties, Ron, open for inspection today. And the first one is 38 Loch Lemon Drive, Modbury. Now, this home has four bedrooms, two bathrooms and six car spaces on 710 square metres of land. Now, what I liked about the home is how they had large bedrooms with large en-suites and a lovely garden out the back. The price guide for this home is 500000 to 550000 and the agency marketing the lovely home is Century 21 at Tea Tree Plaza and the home is open for inspection between 1pm to 1.30pm. Now, the second property is 981 A Grand Junction Road, Modbury. This home has three bedrooms, two bathrooms and one car space. Now, what the main thing that drew me to this home is the shiny timber floorboards. The price guide for this home is... $439,000 to $459,000. Now, the agency marketing this property is DB Property Group SA Valley View. And the home is open for inspection between 12pm to 12.30pm. So, Ron, all the properties um, can be found on our Facebook page at Talking Real Estate after the show. There are no properties to inspect today for rental in Mobbury, but I do want to bring you a couple of rental properties you may want to consider. The first one is uh, 24 Glenair Drive, Mobbury. This is being marketed by Ray White uh, Norwood. Now, this property is a three-bedroom, one-bath, one-car spot house. Uh, quite um, well-maintained property. It has uh, beautiful polished floorboards. Some of the features are large open plan kitchen, living and dining area. The kitchen has stainless steel appliances and gas cooking. As I said, polished floorboards throughout all rooms. Three generous bedrooms, all with ceiling flans, uh, bathroom with shower, vanity and toilet, oversized laundry room, reverse cycle air conditioning to living area, easy care front yard, um, lawn, rear yard, 
fully fenced, secure rear yard. Now, pets are negotiable. Six-week rental bond is being asked, and it is being rented out if you wanted to rent this property for $380 per week. Now, we will have this uh, property on our Facebook page after the show for you to have a look at. And the other rental property I wanted to bring you was a townhouse that's being marketed by Turner Real Estate. This is at 18-2 Harrison Road at Mobbury. It's a two-bedroom, one-bathroom, one-car spot townhouse. Now, unfortunately, there are no pets allowed, but it does have built-in robes to the main bedroom, evaporated air conditioning upstairs, uh, gas heating in the lounge room, separate laundry, private garden area the carport has a roller door for parking now the tenant is responsible for the water and this property is available to be inspected by private appointment um, now the asking price of this one is a bond of $1,800 and $300 per week so once again if you'd like to have a look at this property we'll have it on our Facebook page Well, we've come to the end of the program and that's all we have for Talking Real Estate this week. But before I go, I just want to let you know about a couple of events that are happening at Radio Italia Uno. Radio Italia Uno is going to have the Voice of Italy at Woodville Town Hall on Friday, November 13th, starting at 7pm. Now, there only are a few spots left. You have under a week to get your tickets. Now, if you want to come to this great event, Karen and I are going to be there. You can call the office during office hours on 8212-3177 or you can drop in to 265 Sturt Street, Adelaide to come and buy your tickets. And we still have some spots available for how to master your brain and change negative thinking with Alessandro Govello. Alessandro is going to take you through a class on how to change negative thinking and how to master your brain. Now, this is going to be held here at Radio Italia Uno, 265 Sturt Street, Adelaide, on Friday the 20th of November, starting at 6.15pm. There are some tickets available, but you better hurry before they sell out. You can contact and buy your tickets here at the studio. Uh, just ring 8212 3177 that's 8212 or during office hours drop in to 265 Sturt Street well on Tuesday we had the Melbourne Cup and here at Radio Italia Uno we celebrated the Melbourne Cup with a function and I would like to thank Everyone that turned up, it was so good to meet so many loyal Radio Italia Uno listeners. We met um, a lot of people there. We met Sam and Roberto. Uh, there was Pina and Nonna Teresa was there. Uh, there was also Fabia and many others. So thanks for coming along. I would like to thank our guest that we had on our show today, Charles Clemetti, who was talking to us about commercial real estate. I'd like to thank Karen Fiedler, our co-producer, for producing the show and filming us on Facebook Live. Stay tuned for 11 o'clock where we have Sports Agenda with Mark and Billy. But until next week, bye for now. 
You have been listening to Talking Real Estate on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Thanks to our sponsors. To listen to our program again, go to our podcast on our Facebook page or at talkingrealestate.com.au. Now it's time on Radio Italia Uno to head over to Italy and find out about the Italian property market. This week in the Italian Property Report, Idealista is reporting the best places to retire in Italy. Italy is often referred to as one of the best countries in the world to retire to for various reasons, from a relaxing lifestyle to a large expat community in some areas, not forgetting the Mediterranean climate, high quality of life and incredible food and wine culture that Italy has to offer. This so-called golden age is the perfect time to enjoy a hard-earned life of leisure and leave the world of work behind. And Italy is the country of choice for many expats from all over the world, including British, American and German pensioners, amongst others. In 2020, it is widely known that many countries are experiencing a severe pension crisis, not to mention that the added complications which may arise with Brexit and the COVID-19 health crisis across Europe and the world. However, this is not putting pensioners off moving abroad to enjoy a relaxing retirement. There are endless options for those who have already retired or planning retirement in the near future, and if you are considering making the move to Italy, then we are here to help. Knowing exactly where to move to in Italy is one of the most prominent barriers for pensioners planning to retire in the Bells Plaza. You may find yourself bombarded with options and the idea of bureaucratic paperwork or legal processes in another language may be a turnoff. Now let's have a look at some of the best places to retire in Italy in 2020 by region and find out why Italy is the country of choice for so many pensioners as well as looking at some of other important information about retiring in Italy. So let's have a look at the region of Sicily. Sicily is a great retirement region for those pensioners who are retiring on a tighter budget. This island region in the south of Italy has something for everyone, as well as having some of the lowest living costs in the country. This stunning region is also home to world-famous food, beautiful beaches and a relaxed lifestyle. Sicily is also home to some of Italy's most pleasant weather conditions. When winters are generally mild and the odd rainy day, while summers are hot, the climate in spring and in autumn is warm and sunny and widely regarded as ideal. The next area we're going to look at is Apulia. Apulia is home to a number of coastal towns and cities such as Monopoli, Brindisi and the regional capital of Bari, as well as beautiful coastline which is dotted with smaller towns and villages, each with its own beauty and charm. Apulia people stand out as some of the friendliest and most welcoming in Italy and especially patient and helpful with those who do not speak Italian. Something which may generally help pensioners that move to the area. 
a pulley often escapes the radar of tourists and for this reason retirees in the region can expect a tranquil experience although this also means that there are smaller expat communities Known for its fresh and local cuisine, pensioners who choose Apolli are in for a delicious lifestyle. And additional to the food, the cost of living is also lower than other Italian regions. The next area we're going to look at is Abruzzo. Beautiful mountains, fantastic scenery and great food and friendly locals are just things that stand out in Abruzzo. Like Alpini, the region doesn't attract as many tourists as other regions in Italy and has something for everyone. Charming cities and beaches, all just a short distance away from the Alpini mountains. The ex community is also smaller making this the perfect region for those pensioners who want a authentic retirement experience in Italy. So in the next area we're going to look at is Tuscany. If your retirement plan involves sipping local wine, then Tuscany is the region for you. As expats who move to this part of Italy are in love by its rolling green landscape, extensive vineyards and unbeatable Chianti. The capital of this region is Florence, another location which is rich in history as well as boasting a thriving expat community. And that is not all. The region also has popular beaches providing pensioners with the idyllic combination of culture, wine and natural beauty. So let's have a look at the region of Lazio. The region of Lazio is home to Italy's capital city, Rome, and it couldn't be left off the list of the best places to retire in Italy. The region and the capital are especially popular with those pensioners who prioritise healthcare and a large expat community with a wide range of private and public hospitals to choose from, as well as an extensive English-speaking community. The capital is also home to one of the highest cost of livings in Italy. Buying and renting property has elevated costs compared to the rest of the country. For example, expats who are after a livelier retirement, however, recommend the region which is also steep in history and culture. So now let's look at Lombardy. For those after a luxurious retirement, then Lombardy, home to the fashionable city of Milan, could be the perfect destination for you. Expats who have moved to Lombardy rave about the lively culture scene, the rich history and the architectural delights on offer, and of course the above abundant of luxury shops to choose from in Milan. Not to mention the spectacular areas of national beauty, such as Lake Como. Along with Lazio, the region is known for its more expensive cost of living, with property prices on the rise. So retiring in Italy in 2020 is fairly straightforward process for EU citizens, making the country a particularly attractive option. If you are a citizen from outside the European Union, then the process is more complicated, but by no means impossible. You will require an entry visa to retire in Italy, a process that will have to be undertaken at the Italian, Italian embassy in your home country before moving.
As part of this process, you will also have to be able to demonstrate that you have significant income to fund your basic living cost. If you are planning to retire to Italy, whether you're from the EU or abroad, there are several important aspects you must consider, such as the retirement residential law, health care, tax information and visas. For all the information, you can check out guides that are online for expats. But what will happen to pensioners in Italy after Brexit? The Brexit transition period is coming to an end and there is still a lot of uncertainty as to what life will offer for British expats who live abroad. One of the biggest questions asked by British citizens who have retired in Italy or who are planning to do so regards the consequences of Brexit and whether they have guaranteed rights in Italy. First and foremost, the UK government has stated that it will continue to pay a state pension to those eligible in the European Union after Brexit, and that despite Brexit, things shouldn't change too dramatically for expats living abroad in the UE. Therefore, if you want to be covered in Italy after the transition period, which ends on the 31st of December 2020, all you need to do is make sure you are a legal resident in Italy, including new documents that have recently been announced, and you will be covered by what is known as the Withdrawal Agreement. This means that your rights will be protected for as long as you remain a resident in Italy. If you want to find out more about living in Italy, you can look up many guides on the internet. Just simply Google retiring in Italy and you will find out for yourself how you can move from Australia and retire in beautiful Italy. Italia 1-87-6. Now on Radio Italia Uno, it's time for Idealista's Property of the Week, an idyllic villa with sea views in Sardinia. On top of the Maita Hill stands a unique property where Sardinian tradition and contemporary style merge. This beautiful villa on Sardinia's Emerald Coast is home to breathtaking views and traditional design while being located in a highly prestigious area. Italy's Costa Smeralda is said to be the most expensive location in Europe and is a popular destination for sailing lovers as the areas annually host the Sardinia Cup Sailing Regatta. This spacious property has a built area of 950 square metres on an impressive 6,500 square metre plot. The exterior of the property is an area of incredible peace, tranquility and privacy and here you can enjoy a true explosion of colour. The blue of the sea is complemented by the spectacular swimming pool while the green of the Mediterranean vegetation and the range of colours from the flowers added by the current owner's dedicated hand adds an additional idyllic touch. The property is divided into three areas and each one is strategically positioned to overlook the sea. The main villa has an open living area which enjoys some of the best views in the property and includes a dining room and modern kitchen. 
This floor is also home to the master suite with double bathroom, a dressing room and a service bathroom. Downstairs you can find a library which could be used as an office, a bathroom, laundry room and staff service areas while upstairs there are two double bedrooms, two bathrooms and dressing rooms and a private terrace. Two adjoining areas of the property are also home to three bedrooms and three bathrooms as well as an additional dressing room. Additional features of the property include a garage and two covered parking spaces. The property also has underfloor heating, air conditioning and a top of the range alarm system. Being one of Europe's most expensive areas, this beautiful property does come at a price and is the most expensive property we've featured this year from Italy and is now for sale on Idea Lister for 15 million euros or 24 million 534,600 Australian dollars. My God, this is a beautiful property. The luxury coming out of this place is just incredible. And I could just imagine living in this beautiful, tranquil area. Being one of the most expensive areas in Italy, I would probably have to get a better job though. If you would like to see this property for yourself, just go to our Facebook page, Talking Real Estate, after the show, and we'll have the photos of this beautiful property in Sardinia for you to have a look at. We'll be right back after these breaks with Charles Clemetti, General Sales Manager from LJ Hooker St. Peter's, who's going to talk to us about why you may want to invest in commercial property. Each week on Talking Real Estate, we get the best advice, tips and stories from real estate professionals from right here in Adelaide and around the country. So let's get the inside information and introduce this week's guest. Welcome back to Talking Real Estate. This week we went out on location to bring you this interview. Have you ever considered investing in commercial property? Many investors tend to stay in their comfort zone when it comes to investing in property and typically this means they purchase residential houses and apartments. You may think only businesses and the rich invest in commercial real estate, but in recent times, many residential landlords are looking at diversifying their property portfolio and adding a commercial property. Commercial properties can be lucrative and provide significant cash flow benefits, greater rental certainty due to longer rental periods and fewer ongoing expenses. But like all investments, there can be risks. If you have never invested in commercial property, where do you start? We are lucky enough to be at LJ Hooker's St. Peter's office, where we're going to be joined by General Sales Manager Charles Clemetti, who is going to talk to us about why you may want to consider investing in commercial real estate. Charles, thank you for joining us today on Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate. Thanks, Ron. Nice to be here. Charles, please tell us a little about yourself and your company. Personally, I've been involved in real estate now for about 40 years. Um, I've got, I also have a diverse um, 
property investment portfolio, both in residential and commercial. Uh, the company itself was founded by Mario Bonomi and Rino Panchoni and, and Claude Bocella um, about 32 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the largest property management LJ Hooker Australia corporation internationally. Wow. Um, it's actually won uh, the world champion property investment um, management office um, since before 2010. Um, and um, Mario himself is in the uh, um, REI Hall of Fame um, and the president of the, uh, the Franchise Council of LJ Hooker. He also sits on the board of LJ Hooker International. And uh, LJ Hooker Commercial is also um, in the Real Estate Institute Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, and that's what I want. we wanted to talk today is about commercial property. Mm-hmm. And we chose LJ Hooker here at St. Peter's because of how well you are positioned in the commercial market. Mm-hmm. What is the main difference between investing in residential property compared to commercial property? The main thing with uh, commercial property is um, that rent reviews are done each, each year. Or the outgoings are paid for by the tenants. The the owners or the tenants are the owners of the business, so they have a vested interest in making sure it succeeds, um, and also they have a vested interest in um, in its asset and its management. Um, so, but commercial is a little bit more riskier than um, than residential. Um, although residential generally people only rent out for about twelve months, sometimes longer, obviously as well. Um, whereas in commercial they have terms that are longer. Uh, you may find sometimes you know one year tenancies, but they may be for one plus one plus two or something like that. But usually at three to five years, and um, it does take a bit longer to rent out a commercial property than what it does with a uh, residential property. So Charles, why should our listeners look at adding a commercial property to their property portfolio? Look, that's very difficult to give a. Um, one fit, uh, one-stop answer for everybody, and everyone's yep. different. Um, and it, look, as I said, the, the main thing is that with uh, commercial, you've got a um, a tenant that is um, that is wanting to make sure it succeeds, and um, and you do have a longer-term tenant. Um, but it also depends on on the makeup of the investor as well. It also depends on uh, how much they're looking to invest in a property. That makes a difference also. It uh, depends on what their aversion to risk is as well. The best thing we can do is say, look, get some good advice from uh, from an accountant, speak to your um, to your agent as well so you get to know what you're like, what's best for you, et cetera, as well. Yeah, and it's always about risk. You should always get independent advice. I'm talking real estate. We only give general advice and Every person circumstance is different. So do make sure you do what Charles says and get that advice. So for someone that um, is looking at commercial property, what is the main type of commercial property you can invest in? There are so many. There, there are offices, there are warehouses, there are retail, there's manufacturing, there's industrial. It, it, it's not a simple answer and just saying, okay, just go invest here. Again, it's all a matter of looking at the person's um, investment criteria and uh, and working out from there. But the th- good thing about commercial is that there's a broad 
asset um, base of, of properties that you can invest in and uh, make that suit to what you're looking for and the returns that you're looking for. So, Charles, when someone decides that they would like to look into commercial property, is there something that they particularly look for to start with, like a single shop, a warehouse, offices? Again, it varies so much. Um, and I guess that's one of the advantages with our company um, because you know, we deal with properties ranging from um, well, in, both in residential properties mm-hmm. as well as commercial properties, you know, for your, your one shop or whether it be uh, large shopping centres or huge uh, um, office buildings. Um, you know, we deal with the diverse um, uh, investment portfolios. So that's the one great thing is that when they do come to us and they're looking at where they want to invest, how much money they need to invest, want to invest, etc. We can talk about all the different spectrums, and then from there work out. Well, they can work out what would best suit them. So have a plan, uh, as you said, go and see your um, uh, maybe a solicitor or a financial advisor, and they can give you an idea of what you're going to spend, which will then once again rule out what they can and can't buy. That's correct. Yes. We are speaking with Charles Clemetti from LJ Hooker St. Peter's about buying commercial real estate. So, Charles, what about the vacancy rates in commercial real estate compared to residential property? Residential, you know, maybe you might wait six weeks, but uh, commercial might be a bit longer. It can be. And, of course, um, there are so many different asset classes. You know, in your CBD, for example, offices, you know, at the moment it's probably 20% vacancy rate. Yep. But you've got, if you have a, a premium A-class uh, office, you, the vacancy rate's probably less than 5%. Um, you've got B, C and D where it's up to 40% at vacancy at the moment. Um, and, and again, it just depends on where the location is, the type of property it is, et cetera, as well. And, and you're right, it can take a bit longer to rent out a commercial property. Um, and that's the thing about uh, um, then get to returns. You know, the higher your returns, the greater your risk. The lower your returns, um, the better the risk, and usually you've got a better class of, of tenant. Yeah. So with LJ Hooker here at St Peter's, your commercial um, branch of it, you do the whole of Adelaide? Do you do uh, the hills as well? Do you do down south? Yes, no, we do all over. We do all over. So if someone is looking, you can, um, you know, in a particular area, they can then guarantee with you that they may find something in a particular part of Adelaide. Uh, yes, we, because we do all over, um, you know, we're flexible in, in, in helping people out. Um, and it's just a matter of – and a lot of times people try and invest somewhere that's nearby to them as well, so they yes. can keep on, on it as well. Uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where it is. You want to make sure it's the right property in the right location and providing the right return mm-hmm. um, and do because um, that's what's, what counts at the end of the day. So I think that is very important, uh, listeners, is that when you are looking to look at commercial property, a larger organisation such as LJ Hooker, for example, they're going to be able to go right over Adelaide where maybe an independent um a commercial real estate company may only just look after Adelaide or they may just look after the hills. This way you're going to get a much uh, bigger variety of different properties you can invest in. So we just touched on this before, Charles, but what type of returns, and this is a general a general question, but what type of returns can a buyer of commercial property expect? Well, as I said, it can be anywhere from about 3% to 11% depending upon the type of property it is. And... When someone is looking at returns on a property, mm-hmm. um, 
it does it is location one of the main things like is there certain locations where you may get a bigger return say in the city or maybe in an industrial area it's a little bit different commercially to residential where residential location is everything yeah and uh, you know the old location 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 so um even though you may get and i'll sort of talk about uh, residential and compare if you're looking at uh, for example going uh, in the outer suburbs you can get a higher return but your mm-hmm. capital growth is going to be as high yes in commercial it's um, location is important um, but it's not as critical because it's what's important is obviously your return you're going to be getting on the property yeah right? yep. and that's probably more important because then that increases your capital um, values as well Charles, do you have any final tips for our listeners if they wish to add a property of commercial value to their um, portfolio? Look, I thought I think what you just said a little while ago is um, you know, who you deal with. Um, that's very, very important. It's important that you have a good accountant, ideally an accountant that um, does have a, um, a property portfolio of clients because uh, then they'll have be a bit more in tune of what's going on uh, mm-hmm. and helping you as well. Uh, and also getting yourself a good uh, real estate um, agent that uh, has, has good experience and good knowledge. Um, and I, and I can give you a ex- really good example of that just in myself personally. A um, number of years ago, I had a property which was being managed by somebody else yep. um, and uh, a, a good agent as well. Um, but I, um, I had a national tenant in there who, who was leaving early, breaking the lease early, and of course, they had to decommission the property, which means they had to bring it back to its original um, state before yep. going in there. Yes. Now the agent just came to me and said, "Look, um, the offer is twenty thousand dollars for them, and they'll uh, walk away from the lease." Right. Which was very disappointing because I wasn't given any professional advice. Yes. Um, and luckily, I've been involved in real estate for a long time, and I had a bit more knowledge. And I thought that was a bit weak, um, just being given that small offer, not giving any more advice than that. Because uh, as far as the agent's concerned, as soon as I said yes, that was it, it was gone. Yeah. So then I came over here to Mario and said, look, this is what it is. Give me some advice. What do you think we should be doing? And to cut a long story short, by the end of it, I ended up with uh, a check for $120,000. So getting the right advice. So that is the thing. It's, it's seeing people in the industry that have worked it, they understand it, they know what they're doing. Um, and these are the things that probably a normal investor may not think about. True, true. And so really, if I had accepted that first offer, it meant that I would have to spend another $100,000 just to get the property ready for another tenant and look for a good tenant. Um, and, and that just makes a, a massive difference in your bottom line. Of course. And why should you have to do that when, if you've got someone giving you the right advice, the tenant can pay for it. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and you know, as I said, the, the company here is, is renowned for its um, uh, management ability and knowledge and we deal with uh, huge um, shopping centres and buildings, et cetera, as, as well. And the importance of that is is that the confidence and knowing that, uh, that the agency knows what they're doing and can provide the best advice and the best result for you. So, Charles, if our listeners have any questions or are looking to buy commercial property, how can they get in contact with you and LJ Hooker? Simplest thing to do, just give us a call on 8362 8008 and uh, just ask uh, for myself or Mario Bonomi um, and um, we'll, we'll um, happy to have a chat to you um, and happy to come in and, um, 
and put you with the right person in, in, in real estate. So if you do your research, practice due diligence and understand the risk involved, commercial real estate could be a valuable addition to your property portfolio. Today, we've been speaking with LJ Hooker's St. Peter's General Sales Manager, Charles Clemetti. You can contact Charles on 08 We will also have all of Charles's details on our Talking Real Estate Facebook page after the show. Charles, thanks for joining us today on Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate. Thank you. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors with our open homes and upcoming auctions and Karen's Open Home of the Week.